Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and joining me today is Jennifer Nakayama, President and CEO of Downtown OKC Partnership, to talk about giving back. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Yes, thank you very much for having me. It's a joy. I am excited about this conversation today, but before we get started, I want to tell our listeners a bit more about you. Jennifer has been in her current role with Downtown OKC since February 2023. She was hired after a nationwide search and came to Oklahoma City from the Waikiki Business Improvement District, where she served as president and executive director for six years. She has extensive experience in advocacy for businesses and community stakeholders, public activation and placemaking, as well as research and planning for district-wide benefit. So Jennifer, as we were saying how very cold it is in Oklahoma this morning, you most recently lived in Hawaii. You're originally from California. So all of this begs the question, why Oklahoma? What inspired you to apply for the position with DOKC and ultimately your move here? It was a very thoughtful uh, process and purposeful that we landed in Oklahoma City, and we feel so blessed and grateful for that. So yes, taking a step back, uh, my husband and I are originally from Southern California, born and raised, both of us. And then we went uh, over to the state of Hawaii for my job about 12, 13 years ago. And then as, as life happens as it is, we were blessed with our son five years ago. And in that proverbial sense of, it sounds corny, but life did change and for the better and our perspective of life changed. And Hawaii for the greatness that it will always be in my heart because why wouldn't uh, it be my favorite vacation destination forever, forever more. Uh, if we found that we wanted a larger depth and breadth of quality of life. And so we set our sights to move back to the mainland, the continental US. And when we were looking at different cities and different options for job opportunities, the one here in Oklahoma City came up and we researched into it. Uh, and it was just, it blew us away in everything that OKC has to offer in not just a plethora of events and things to do, but also just the community uh, true feel of people wanting to help each other and wanting to advance into a greater overall quality of life and you know what we're all put here on the, the planet to, to be and cohabitate together for as long as we have. We just we thought it was really authentic and beautiful what Oklahoma City has and we wanted to share that with our son and be part of that, that community bringing, bringing him up. As someone who has grown up in Oklahoma city and I've worked in the tourism industry, your answer warms my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that, that it's, we are a city and a state that could attract somebody like you to bring your skills and talents and your family here to Oklahoma city. So Jennifer, tell us more about the Downtown OKC Partnership, what it is that you guys do. You are a nonprofit organization, so I'd also like to hear how the organization gives back to the community. 
Sure. So the Downtown Oklahoma City Partnership is a nonprofit 501c6 organization, and it is an umbrella organization that oversees multiple other entities. So we have the most notably the Business Improvement District, or it's referred to as the BID and its acronym. And that is a contract that DOKC or the Downtown Oklahoma City Partnership has with the city of Oklahoma City. And in there, we do a lot of things on behalf of the city and on behalf of businesses and residents in downtown that the, the city services, the public services wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So these are things such as events and marketing of, of uh, different activations and fun things to do in downtown. Uh, economic development in terms of why we want downtown to seem attractive and be attractive to businesses that are considering possibly re relocation uh, into the downtown corridor and also residents that want to consider uh, residing in, in downtown. And then we also have what we call the green team, which is our crew that is literally boots on the ground and operating in the public space. So public sidewalks and streets, we are picking uh, up trash, we are cleaning graffiti off of sidewalks and less glamorous gum scraping and, and other things off of sidewalks, scraping stickers off of things, all of those things that may just blend in uh, in a downtown atmosphere and uh, that, that you don't notice, but maybe your subconscious actually notices. And uh, we want to make sure that that public space is as clean and safe as, as possible. So our green team operates 365 days a year, again, doing those cleaning uh, activities, as well as maintenance of uh, public assets. So items that the city of Oklahoma City would um, also, part in partnership, uh, maintains, but things like the bike racks or uh, utility poles. Um, also, our landscaping beds within the downtown area that falls within our purview. We do uh, a lot of hospitality uh, business contacts too, and homeless outreach with our green team members. So again, just 365 days a year, what we can do as a separate nonprofit from the city of Oklahoma City, but on behalf of the city of Oklahoma City, they allow us to be in the public space and to operate our services just to better everything within downtown. You know, because it was, it was uh, really seen two, over two decades ago, this organization has existed for 23 years now. And it was seen way back then that there needed to be uh, a, a bridge between, well, I'm going from point A in this building to point B in this building but I pass a whole bunch of stuff in between. You know, maybe I am a, an office worker that's going out to lunch, or maybe I'm picking up my, my child from daycare, what have you. You experience things within the public realm. And those are some items that could be lasting memories. If you see a trash can that is just overflowing, then not only does that connotate something in your mind about, obviously there's, there's trash there, but what does that say about the city as a whole? If, if one trash can is overflowing here, then another that may be another one, another one, another one. And so we aim, our organization in conjunction with the city of Oklahoma City really aims to make downtown a clean and safe environment. And hopefully that benefits in the eyes of business, 
businesses here and they they see some benefit from us being here as well as residents that live in downtown and then tourists uh, that visit. I can't say how many times I've actually been approached within the last several months of me coming on board that really the people are surprised and pleasantly so surprised that Oklahoma City is clean uh, and really has a, a feel about its downtown that is unlike a lot of metropolitan downtown areas that are visited these days. And to receive that from our own stakeholders, like you were saying, you, you're, you've been a part of, of the Oklahoma City community for, for so long, but to get that feedback from visitors that are visiting us for the very first time and go, oh my goodness, this is this is clean. This is not what we expected. We're going to bring our friends back. We're going to plan our annual trip back to Oklahoma City because it is so great. You know, that that is a reason that we are here in that way, giving back to the physical aspect of downtown, but more so just for the longevity and the promotion of that, that vibrancy for, for all of downtown. I was attending a conference in the new convention center uh, several weeks ago. And there were folks at the conference from all over the US. And I had that same sense from several of them that had not been to Oklahoma City before that they were just shocked at how beautiful the city was. They were all excited to get to take a break and go walk in Scissor Tail Park. Um, specifically, I talked for a, a while to a gentleman from LA who just couldn't wait to come back to Oklahoma City to really experience oh, nice. everything we had going on here. And, and of course, I took him back to my childhood days of what downtown Oklahoma City was like when I was a kid, when there wasn't really much reason to go downtown. Um, so for me, it's really fun to look back on how far we've come. And, you know, for my family, it's it's a regular occurrence to take our kids downtown to see and do all the fun things there are to do. Um, so you're right. It's really, it's exciting to me to look at it from a personal perspective of how far we've come. And then also to really experience that through visitors who are thrilled to be here. It's, right. it's, it's not something I, as a kid, you know, I would have never envisioned that this is where we would be. And it makes me very proud to be from Oklahoma city. So thank you and your team for all of your hard work. Of course, of course. So let's talk about what your first year in Oklahoma has been like. We've talked a little bit about this, but professionally, how have you really been able to leverage your expertise and your fresh perspective and what are you most proud of your team at DOKC for accomplishing over the last year? Well, I am proud of my team for taking me on. Uh, I have said in my leadership roles in my career that it is, it is not, not about me or them working for me. It is about me working for the organization and supporting them. And uh, as any of us know, change, human nature, change is hard and especially legacy change from a leadership role. And so I just, I thank them uh, time and time again for embracing me and my leadership and continuing through because it shows their passion for the organization. And as we just talked about the, the mission and the things that we do, 
you know, these, these folks that work for DOKC are so deep rooted in downtown and love every aspect of it. And it's really, it, it, it is not just a little bit, it is widely just motivating uh, to come to work for a group that, that likes to be here and wants to promote others to, to be here. Uh, so I think that that's, that's been our, our biggest accomplishment is that they have, have put up with me uh, and the transition has gone super well uh, with not just the staff, but our board members, our stakeholders, and seeing that a new vision and a revised vision can happen for an organization that, again, is, is very uh, solid and uh, legacy within the downtown community, but there's always things get, that can be done uh, different and perhaps better and improved on before. It's about evolving uh, the, the organization. And that's where I feel uh, this first several months, eight, nine months that I'm in here now, have been about assessing uh, what, what the current status of the organization is and I think it's really important, especially as a CEO comes on board, is to acknowledge uh, and to give correct uh, credence to the legacy, the history, because I would not be in this position if the organization didn't exist and if all of my predecessors hadn't come before me. And so to give a, a good nod to everything that is before, but also to look at how to evolve that for the future. You know, I think that the, the vantage point that I have come on board with is knowing that the, the board, our board of directors and our stakeholders uh, hired me to run the organization, not necessarily for the organization that exists today, but for that organization that should be and hopefully does exist five years from now. 10 years from now. And that's that's where I see uh, my role coming in. And that's been my objective in, in looking at these first couple of months. So what does the future look like for DOKC? What's your vision for the next five years? Sure. So we are looking at doing a strategic alignment planning process. And this is different than a, a strategic planning process and in, in and that term is probably widely and, and used in all different kinds of definitions. Uh, but this means a more internal look. So as I was saying, we do have DOKC, which is the 501c6 organi umbrella organization. And then there is the Business Improvement District itself. Now, the Business Improvement District has six different districts that report up to it. So there is Bricktown, Automobile Alley, Midtown, West Village, City Center, and Deep Deuce. So all six of those roll up into the Downtown Business Improvement District, which then comes up to the Downtown Oklahoma City Partnership. We also have a 501c3 organization, DOKC Initiatives, that focuses on public art and placemaking and other types of initiatives in, in that realm. And so all of these organizations, again, falling under the overall DOKC umbrella, I think have, have evolved over the years as individual organizations. And we really need a cohesive feel to that um, overall overarching umbrella. 
And so the hope over this next year is for that internal strategic alignment process to make sure that whether you are, reside and report to the DOKC board or the, the district boards or anything in between, that we understand each other and we understand why we are working as a whole together. I think that that is something that could be improved on uh, and that I was brought uh, on board for. Some of my skill set is facilitating those overarching type of uh, planning and collaborative processes because there's a rhyme and reason why you would put six different districts under one overall organization. It, we talked about a little bit about it earlier. It's about the, the welcoming nature of downtown and there's so much to do. And so the idea is that when you walk literally from one district, like let's say city center, and all of a sudden you're in, in Midtown, you don't wanna feel a difference. You shouldn't have to feel a difference of, oh my gosh, where did I just step into? You want that to feel cohesive. You don't want it to feel competitive. You, you want the synergies of, I might go for some shopping in Automobile Alley, and then I want to go to uh, dinner in, in Midtown, and I'm going to go over to the ballpark for, for a game. You know, that it is about all of the districts, us working collectively together as a downtown uh, piece uh, that is really working together in a stronger sense than, than anything else. And I think that's what needs to be emphasized in this internal alignment type of process, making sure that we are all on the same page, all of the boards of directors, all of the stakeholders from all levels uh, of the organization are, are really on that same page of why we are here and how we're going to move forward again for the next five, 10 years. That's really exciting. There are a lot of moving pieces <laughs> involved in what the organization does. Um, so that will be fun to see how that plays out. I agree. So downtown in December is one of the signature events of DOKC. It's almost upon us. This is your first downtown in December with mm -hmm. DOKC. What are you most looking forward to about the seasonal events? And are there any special sneak peeks you can give us today? I am just looking forward to, as my family is too, just in it, in its entirety, just that there is are so many events. You know, the, this almost exactly to the date, this time last year is when I came out for the interview for this job, as well as my husband and, and my son. And so we experienced just a smidgen. We were only here for a couple of days, uh, but we uh, experienced snow. <laughs> and, and a lot of the start of holiday activations, because as we know, holidays seem to start earlier and earlier each and every year, and downtown is no exception to that. So we uh, uh, are actually actively, you may see a preview of in Automobile Alley, our lights on Broadway, all of those curtain lights are going up as we speak. Uh, the official opening will happen uh, later this month, and then with, uh, or November, I'm already saying it's November. Uh, and then the event days will be in the, the Saturdays, three Saturdays in December. And of course we have our Oklahoma City tree lighting uh, festival, uh, not just the ceremonial Christmas tree itself, but there'll be an abundance of musical um, acts and 
and uh, singing and dancing and other things on a stage in Bricktown. And then Mayor Holt will be uh, lighting the, the Christmas tree for the season. That occurs on November 16th, which is the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Uh, so that is, as we said, just early, early. Um, let's, let's get the jump started on that holiday season. I think there's so many other things um, more than to mention. We, we do Merry Midtown. Uh, we do uh, St. Santa Run. Uh, there is, we support our partnership with Scissor Tail and Myriad, you mentioned uh, that earlier, so the, the ice rink uh, that, that Devon uh, sponsors, that's, that's signature to downtown. So I think it's, it's all of these things that there's not enough time in the day <laughs> and in the weeks and in the month of the holiday season to do everything. And that's probably the, the most exciting aspect is is almost the, the FOMO of what am I going to prioritize uh, to, to do with not just myself for work, but with my family in, in the off time. I'm really excited to, to see it all. I want to give a shout out to your staff who was so helpful in our brand new November, December issue. We have a great article with an itinerary of downtown and December events happening. So families can check that out. I'm going to be using it for my family, see what's going on every weekend and pick those activities that you're excited to go experience. But I'm with you. The FOMO is real and <laughs> I um, will be trying to do all of it. <laughs> it's great. And I think the, the interesting thing and the great thing about downtown is that there is a variety. So I, from my vantage point, I, I'm of course a, a, a mother, a working mother now. And so there's always a family oriented, you know, piece of, of my mind, but that there is, there are events for all ages and all, all situations. So if you want a date night, a one-on-one -on -one date night, you know, there are going to be some special, some restaurants that are going to give some, some uh, specific uh, specials during the holidays uh, for, for their signature pieces. And so there's a little bit of everything. So I, I don't want people to be turned off by, oh my goodness, I don't have a family. So just, you know, downtown in December doesn't apply to me. It's not all about Santa tracker, although, you know, we do keep track of Santa and the photo ops, the free photo ops, that's important, but it's, it's just about everything. Everybody shopping, everybody enjoying, uh, maybe a little uh, too much on either the food and beverage side of things, but that's what the holidays are about. It, it's really about just celebrating being, being together as a community. And that's what downtown in December hopefully represents to, to all people. Absolutely. Um, I know for my family, we always participate in lots of different things all together. And then mm -hmm. sometimes I'll take just one kid to go do an event or activity for a little one-on-one -on -one time during the chaos of the holidays. And <laughs> my husband and I always plan a date to go shop at Midtown pop-up shops together. Yes. Um, so yeah, there, there was talk in my household already last weekend about what are all the things that we're going to be able to do. So you're absolutely right. Um, a friend's night out. There are lots right. of great things to do. Divide and conquer. <laughs> yes. That's right. Experience as much of it as possible. Um, yeah. So let's talk about personally, what has your family most enjoyed about being in Oklahoma City so far? Uh, you know, dare I say it, um, the, the weather. 
and, <laughs> and not the literal drops and snow falling out of the sack, but in taking a step back. So at the top of the conversation, we were talking about what brought us here. And it, one of the things uh, a year ago when we came out for the interview, um, the, my son, we had a little bit of downtown, down, down time. And so we were driving around and my son was looking out the, the window and he was four at the time, had just turned four. And so he was, he started saying colors and we're like, okay, what is that? And he's like red and green and orange. And, and then it dawned on my husband and I that he had never seen fall colors mm. in his real you know, life uh, before. You learn, he learns about it in books and on Sesame Street or those types of things. But to have that aspect of life and weather related to it, it is all part of the greater being, I think, of, of why, again, we, we are all blessed to be on this great earth. And to, to know that he didn't know anything you know, monumental by his comments, but it really dawned on us that things like that are super special, um, as well as him uh, seeing snow for the first time when we came um, and having to teach him, no, you don't want to eat all of the snow off of the rental car and the benches that you find. So <laughs> we had to temper that. But, you know, it, it's, it's just the beautiful uh, piece that you don't realize uh, for real, right? And in life until you don't have it anymore. And uh, Hawaii is known rightly so for the paradise that it is and the warm weather 365 days a year. And that is, that is great, uh, but it is not a, a variation. And sometimes variation is, is nice and, and good. And I'll, I'll see uh, at the end of today what my son says when he just, this was his first school day that he got sent to school in 30 degree weather. So <laughs> I don't know if that'll change, change his outlook on things, but it, it really is, um, weather is, is the discrete example, but in a larger sense, it's just about what it represents. It represents us wanting a, uh, a different quality of life for my husband and I and to raise our son and uh, that 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 has been that has been a, a great thing um, weather and everything else related because we've already experienced a couple of tornadoes um, and um, a skunk or two and you know all the some lovely things that, that Oklahoma City has given us life experience um, <laughs> thus far uh, but all good all good I love it so we talked a little bit about how DOKC gives back. What personally does giving back look like for you and your family? I think uh, volunteerism, of course, is, is at the top of the list. Um, but deeper than that, it's about being a good human being. Um, that we, we all have jobs and, and things and, and school and daily life that that happens, but fundamentally is to be a good person, a good, a good friend, a good mentor. Um, I try in also to uh, collaborate with other 
fellow leaders uh, to give back. I think it's very important for us to mentor the next uh, generation, if you will, um, to be ready and prepared uh, to take over. I think it's never too early to, to look at that crystal ball and, and when that might happen. Um, and I think it, it's about really um, giving, giving yourself in a greater, greater sense. So being, being that good human being, but passing it along in, in how you treat your friends, how you treat your, your family. And so we try to take that throughout, throughout our, our home life as, as well. I, I definitely try for that and strive for that in my professional life, respect and being authentic uh, and transparent to those that, that I work with. But I think it's really important as, as a person and as a mother uh, to instill that in, in more that what we do outside of school, outside of work. It's who we are uh, with each other at, at home uh, that, that really counts. Along those lines, what advice can you give our parent listeners on raising kids who value giving back, who value serving others and being good humans? It's hard. I think that they're, right? I mean, I could give a fluffy answer that that's all, all great and good, but it's more of my biggest advice is to say that it, you're not alone in thinking that it's hard. Mm. That, you know, the, the world and our lives only have so many hours in the day and so many minutes in, in those hours. And uh, one thing that my husband and I have learned over the years and even more so with becoming parents much later in life as we have is the concept of yes and. I, I, have you heard of this uh, before? I yeah. think that it's a very strong piece. And for those of your listeners who might not, this is the snippet of it. Uh, yes, and literally yes, comma, and uh, resonates and started with the stand-up uh, improv comedy uh, sectors. And it's one of the fundamentals that I've, I'm told is taught in improv comedy. So if you've seen things like Whose Line Is It Anyways, where there are two people, maybe three people, maybe four people up there, and one person is, is given something to start off with. And the second person doesn't know what the first person is going to say, right? But it's about yes and. You take what you are given and you move on with it. You say yes to whatever is in front of you and you move on. And I think that that is, I, I saw a leadership keynote uh, many decades ago about it. And that has really stayed with me as probably the best piece of advice for both professional and personal life is about seeing those moments where we can all get really micro into details and too much uh, emotion involved and what have you, but there's just not, not that much time that we all have, have to spend together. And so to yes and it, because uh, life is not gonna happen <laughs> as you think that it's going to, whether you have kids or, or not, you have a spouse, you have uh, parents, you have a pet, you know, there's, there's all kinds of dynamics that are outside of your control. And so to try to say yes and to those things, it doesn't mean you have to like it, <laughs> what just happened in front of you, but it means that you 
that is what it is and that you are going to work with that and move move around it, move beyond it, move with it, um, it just move forward is, is that key. So I think that being a parent and, and just being a working parent in particular is, is hard. And that has helped me uh, cope with some of the things where I just really have to take a deep breath and, and say, yes, I need to apply that, that yes and to whatever is happening to me. And I will be a better person for that. Uh, both to my staff and to this organization, and at the end of the day, to as a wife and as a mother, um, I I will be a better person for it. I love that. What a great answer. So speaking of not enough hours in the day <laughs> and all the activities we want to do at downtown in December, as magical as the holiday season can be, it can be so chaotic and stressful. Oh, yeah. I know that I am I am guilty of this for sure. So as we wrap up today, Jennifer, what's your message to other parents to let go of that stress that can happen this season and instead seek joy? It's to try to take the deep breath and uh, to, to be as active as you can in, in the moment. I know that we all uh, go behind, I mean, this, this little thing, right? This thing. <laughs> that we're, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I, I just got a, an alert um, this past weekend that I was over storage, you know, but with my photos and my videos and all of that. And I'm trying so hard to capture everything that, that we are doing that I'm missing out on being actively present and there. And it's something that I would say, I would, I would love for everybody out there to, to do better than me <laughs> about that. And, and to really know that, again, we, we only have what, what we are blessed with on, on this earth for a limited amount of time with each other. And if we aren't active and really listening, conversing, being with each other, you know, how many times do we see, I, I, we go out to dinner and we see a couple at, a, at a, the adjacent table or a family that is just sitting there with with iPads, and I know that it's hard. And some days, believe me, you just need that, right? You need the iPad day or the moment of silence. I'm not saying, and don't don't get yourself down on it because that that is also what it is. And you need to not beat yourself up when those moments happen. But when you can, just take that that breath and realize that we are all still literally breathing, uh, and that we need to try to enjoy the fact that we are all still breathing and living, you know, in this, in this world together every, every now and then. Sometimes I do post-it notes <laughs> to, to just remind myself or I'll send myself a, a task or an invite that pops up on my phone on a random time just to, again, kickstart and remind myself, oh yeah, I, I need to just take that, that breath and to really be focused on on the people that are in front of me and the important stuff because if we miss an event here and there yeah the world is not going to come crashing down maybe our social media will <laughs> but you know uh, for for all the good that it there is in, in this world um, yeah we just need to take time to really be uh, focused with with each other and and enjoy time together 
That's such a good reminder um, that I'm going to focus on that this holiday season as well, being actively present with my people, um, because really that's what the holidays are about. Right. It's not all the other right. stuff, but being together. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jennifer, for all of your great genuine advice. And I look forward to watching DOKC flourish under your leadership. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, you can find out more about the Downtown Oklahoma City Partnership and all the family fun coming up through downtown in December at downtownokc.com. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.